Steve. This is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. What's your daily devotion for what? November the 24th. What does that mean? Oh, Matt, what are you eating? Oh, thanks for asking. Hey, I'm eating turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, rolls, cranberries, pecan pie, or if you're in the South, pecan pie. You know what I'm saying? Coconut cream pie. Look, 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 look. I don't want to hear it from any of you. Matt, you're eating coconut cream pie on Thanksgiving? I am. Okay, and I'm rolling with it. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, today we're going to be in whose writings? Luke's writings. Luke is a doctor. We're in chapter 17, verse, verse, verse 11. Did you see that ninja move? Look, I'm so full with turkey, I could hardly get to the rock. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, I want you, we've gone over this story before, but here's the thing. It has to do with a grateful heart. And I want you to grasp, I want you to glean some of these principles because, listen, it's not only for today, and it's not just, oh, man, I know I need to be thankful. No, it's more than that. What I'm about to teach you today is going to transform your life and help your relationships, okay, help your marriage, help you at work, and you're like, really? I'm like, I'm not kidding around today. Dude, I'm not kidding around. <laughs> Guys, we're in Luke's writings, chapter 17, verse 11, and it says this, talking about Jesus. And when we talk about Jesus, we ought to listen up and we ought to hearken, hearken, right? Hearken, okay. It says this, now on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled between the border of Samaria and Galilee. Why, wh first of all, why is he traveling on the borders of Galilee and Samaria? Because his fame has grown so widespread, okay, he's actually having to stay out of these towns because he would be mobbed to death. While he's walking and going into the villages, ten men had leprosy, met him there, okay? Listen, lepers were always outside of the towns, they were outside of the villages, so along the path that Jesus is walking, okay, okay, on the border, he comes across 10 leopards. And yes, we have gone over the story, but we're going to look at a different aspect of the story that you and me may have not gleamed the first time. Are you with me on that? He's walking. He sees 10 leopards, okay? And listen, back in those days, leprosy was what? It's a death sentence, okay? Your flesh is going to rot off you. It's only a matter of time, okay? And, and, and here's the thing. They had customs and they had laws, meaning they would actually put lepers to death if they didn't follow the customary laws of that time. And so the leper would have had to scream out, unclean! I'm unclean. I'm dirty, rotten. No, no. See what I'm saying? They had to let everyone know that they were unclean. Why? Because you could get leprosy from them, okay? And so they're screaming, unclean, unclean, unclean. And here comes along who? Jesus. Okay? And, and Jesus comes on the scene. Text tells us this. Listen to this. The leopard stood at a distance and called out to him in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us, okay? But they're not screaming unclean. They're crying out for mercy. They're crying out for grace. They're crying out for what? Healing. So watch this. Jesus is on the outskirt of town, but even the leopards on the outside of town have heard about the Messiah, this great prophet, the Lamb of God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the bright morning star. They've heard the stories, okay? And, and now, really, they want to put him to the test. Heal us. They're crying out. Friends, if God could heal you and all you had to do was cry out, and you believe that if you cried out, 
He could heal you. Would you cry out? What if you had a death sentence on you? What if you had some kind of cancer? What if you had some kind of sickness? Nobody can cure it. The doctor said it's just a matter of time. But you understand that there's this guy, and he's healed the blind. He's raised the dead. He's healed the sick. He's done all these wonderful miracles. And again, he's coming across your path, and you weren't expecting it. Would you cry out? Friends, you can cry out today. What? Listen to me. You can cry out today for whatever need you have. That's free. That's extra. That's a man cave tip of the day. I don't care what it is in your life. You can cry out. Hang out to God and they're saying, have mercy on me. Lord, Lord, have pity on me. They're all, and and here's the thing, it's just not one. It's a group of 10. They're all crying out. Can you imagine? Hey, Joe! But imagine 10 people saying, hey, Joe. They're all saying, hey, Jesus. And they're not, they're not, you see what I'm saying? Hey, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus." Everyone's screaming at the same time. Jesus, have pity on me. Have mercy on me. Please heal me. Verse 14, what does it say? Listen very carefully. When he saw them, he said, watch this. He didn't say you're healed. Watch this. I think this is so funny. He didn't say you're healed. He says, go show yourself to the priest. What what gives? Go show yourself to the priest? What does that mean? If you understand scripture, you're going to understand this one point. After you had been healed, you went and showed yourself to the priest because there were some rituals that had to take place, meaning the priest, not a doctor, it was a priest who had to say, hey, you're clean. You can now go back into town and live among the citizens. You see what I'm saying? When a person had leprosy, they would never go to a doctor. Why? Because leprosy is a picture of what? It's a picture of death, but it's a picture of what sin truly looks like, what it does to us. It rots us from the inside out. And so it's a spiritual issue. It's not a health issue. And a lot of people think it's a health issue. It's not a health issue. It has something to do spiritually. That's why in the Old Testament in Leviticus, they're always going to the priest, okay? So Jesus, if, if you catch this, and most people don't catch it, he just says this, go show yourself to the priest. What does that mean? What do you think it means? If I go to the priest to show that I'm healed, what does Jesus just pronounce over me? When Jesus sees things, and when God sees things, he sees them in light of eternity. Without even saying the words, you're healed, they were healed. Is that not the craziest thing? Go show yourself to the priest. See, they would understand the Levitical law. They would say, well, we can't go to the priest because we're not healed, but you're saying go to the priest and give the offering as if God has just done it. He did. Through Christ, through his words, go show yourself to the priest. Look at this. This is so awesome. Go show yourself to the priest. As they went, how did they go? Where were the priests? The priests are in town. They can't go in town. Look at where are the priests? They're in town. They're at the temple. They, they might have had to walk a day, uh, you see what I'm saying, to get to the town where the priests were. Because they're not in every town, although they were, but there was a special place where, you know what I'm saying, they would have had to go. That might have been a day, two days, three days, four days journey. We don't know exactly where they were. And so it says this, as they walked, they were healed. Is that not crazy? Meaning, they, here's the thing, they might have said this. I'm not going to the priest. Look at, look at, I'm still, I'm still, I still have leprosy. I can't go into town because if I go into town, I'm going to have to scream unclean, unclean. They're going to ask me, why are you here? You're unclean. You have leprosy. You can't be here. Are you stupid? What makes you think? Well, Jesus said, who's he? You see what I'm saying? But they went in faith. 
They went trusting God's word because it was God that just spoke to them. Go show yourself to the priest. Friends, just the act of all ten of them listening to Jesus, they believed him. They absolutely, would you, if someone says, hey, I need you to walk for three days, go show yourself to this guy. By the time you do, you'll be healed. You'll be like, oh, come on, let me see the healing. You know, you and I are like, let me see it first and then I'll do this. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's what the Word of God says, okay? And so as they're walking, and I doubt, honestly, they walk for 15 minutes before they look down. Oh my goodness, look at me. I'm healed. Because God always responds to what? Faith, trust, and belief. Over and over again, we will see the same principles in Scripture. But here's the thing. The story's going to transition in a way that's just totally awesome for our, our, our text today. And you're like, oh, that? We're not to the text today? There's ten of them, right? One turns around to say thank you. One. One of the ten. Jesus says this. He says, weren't there ten of you? What gives? You know, I, I, ten of you were healed, okay? I don't understand. Why is it just you? And it's real. Jesus isn't fooling around. Why out of the ten who just got healed of a death sentence is there only one that turned around and came back to say thank you? I don't know. But let me ask you this. Hypothetical, hypothetically, what if we went back in time and you and I were there and we ran and we caught up with the nine leopards? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like Forrest Gump. I am a running. And we, got, we caught up with the nine leopards. And we said, hey, dude, 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 can I ask you a question? And you're like, yeah, 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 man. You can ask me anything. Look, look, look. I'm healed. I'm healed. Are you grateful? What would the leopard say? Are you kidding? Am I grateful? I had a death sentence upon me. I couldn't go into town. I couldn't sleep with my wife. I couldn't do any of these things. My life has changed dramatically. I mean, I am. everything changes. It's a brand new today. It's a brand new tomorrow. And I asked this, are, are you grateful? He would say, I am grateful. Why didn't he turn around? Was it because he wasn't grateful? He was grateful. All 10 were grateful. But only one of the ten showed that to Jesus. Do you understand? Friends, when we, someone does something for us, watch this very carefully, okay? And we don't give them the thanks, the appreciation, their due reward, okay? Do you know what it's like in Dundee? It's like in Dundee, you're not grateful. And you're like, nobody, no, look, 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 nobody wants to be called ungrateful because we all think that we are grateful, okay? But if we don't verbalize what we're feeling to that person, to that boss, to our wife, to our spouse, to that neighbor, the, to the person, okay, who's just giving you a $5 Starbucks card, or the person who, who doesn't have very much and you're the boss of the company, and they just write you out a card with nothing in it. There's no cash. It's just, thank you for letting me work for you. And you don't acknowledge the card. Do you know what they think? They think you didn't appreciate it. They think you're ungrateful. You guys, over time, when you're not verbalizing what you feel on the inside, okay? Okay, because you feel it. If someone gives me something, I'm like, man, thanks for the gift card. Or, or thanks for the meal. Hey, thanks for my paycheck. Thank you, honey, for doing this. Thank you for doing the clothes. Thank you for making, thank you for making this wonderful meal for me. When we don't verbalize it over time, that person thinks we're not appreciative and there's tension. And that tension causes division. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Were there not 10 of you? How many times do you and I not verbalize it? Oh, we feel grateful, but we don't verbalize it. We don't say it. We don't express it one way or another. We just feel it and we think, well, that person knows how I feel. They do not. Look at, look at, look at. They do not know how you feel. They have to hear it from you and see it in your face one way or another. You need to have a check mark by that. This person did this. I need to tell them how I truly feel. Oftentimes we don't want to share how we feel because we're so busy. We're so into ourselves, okay? But today is what? It's Thanksgiving. I want you from this day forward for the rest of your lives. Look at, look at, look at. For the rest of your lives. To be grateful, which I know that you are, but to verbalize how grateful that you are. When you, watch this very carefully, when you do not verbalize, okay, how you feel when someone does something for you, it's a sign to the other person as rejection. You're like, what are you talking about? When someone is doing something for you, see, in their heart, they thought about you. Whether it was a gift card, whether it was a meal, whether it's doing something for you, they were thinking really nicely about you. They're acting on your behalf in a way that benefits you, okay? But when you don't give them, okay, the verbal response that they are desiring, wanting, needing, okay, it is an absolute form of rejection. You've rejected them. You, basically, they've opened themselves up to you, okay, and you kicked them in the balls. You're like, what? Can you say that on the man cave? I just did. Happy Thanksgiving. You're like, what, really? Really? That's what it's equivalent to. Can you imagine bringing your wife flowers, okay? And you're thinking she's going to hug me, give me a big kiss, and then she just gives me one right there. You're like, golly, what if you brought flowers to your wife? And she says, oh, the vases are in the top cabinet. Just put them on the table. Did I miss something? Wait, wait, wait. Did I miss something? Okay. I don't understand, okay? You're like, I would never do that. Well, let me ask you this. When someone serves you a meal, like your wife makes you a meal, do you thank her? It, it took a lot of time to make that meal. Uh, someone does something. See, a lot of us are so blessed by God, and we're, we're, we're living out the favor of God daily, that when people in our lives do small things for us, we oftentimes are appreciative inside, but we don't verbalize that appreciation. You know why? Because we're kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know... Look at, look at us now. I mean, there was a time when a $5 gift card really would move me, but now, I, I mean, I have hundreds of thousands in the bank. That's $5, you know what I'm saying? I can pay for my own coffee. That's not the point. I know you can. What's the point? It's almost like you expect people to do nice things for you. But what ends up happening is if you're not telling them how appreciative you are, again, there's a rift. Uh, it's a form of rejection, and they start not to like you because they feel you don't like them. I mean, here's the thing. I've done something for you, but you don't want to verbalize it back to me. You know what I'm saying? You're ungrateful. You, you just are. That's how, No, it's not true. It's not, that's not true. I'm very grateful. You're only as grateful, okay, as you can verbalize it. It doesn't matter how you're feeling because that person can't read your thoughts. They don't know your heart. Are you understanding this? Men do this all the time all the time because sometimes we keep all that stuff inside what i'm telling you today is verbalize you're grateful to your wife to your kids to your boss when was the last time you said hey thank you for letting me work at the company thank you for the the, the christmas bonus thank you for this thank you for that am i guilty of it i am so guilty it's not even funny okay i do the same things and here's the thing this isn't bang you down on thanksgiving what this is is yeah matt that totally makes sense from now on no matter how big it is or how small it is, I'm going to allow that person to know I'm so grateful for what they did for me. Because, or again, 
They're thinking about you. You're someone to them. Don't reject them by holding back, okay, that verbal appreciation, okay, or the pat on the back or the hug or whatever you need to say, okay, to verbalize how you feel. And sometimes with men, we don't like to do that, do we? We don't like to do that. Some men, it comes very easily, okay, but it de- watch this. Here's the temp. We don't deserve anything in this life but hell. You don't deserve the $5 gift card. You and I, because we're sinned against Almighty God and we sinned against heaven, we deserve hell, okay? And so don't don't look at yourself like, you know what I'm saying, I'm something, I'm someone, you know what I'm saying, uh, this is my lot in life, everyone needs to serve me. It's just not true, partner. You with me? I'm watching you. You're like, Matt, what are you doing? Just a second, just a second. I'm reading your mind. You're like, Matt, you can't do that. You're right, nor can anyone else. What does that mean? I need to say thank you. <laughs> That's a good illustration, wasn't it? Nobody can read your mind, okay? No one can. I can't. God can. He looks at the hearts of kings and rulers. He moves their minds. He moves their hearts. And so what does it mean? It means I'm just going to be appreciative. and I'm going to allow people to know how I feel on the inside. I'm happy. Hey, is this not a great day? Watch a little football. Eat a little bird. I'm digging it, man. Look at, look at. I'm totally digging it. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family and your friends, okay? And give the most thanks to him for every last thing that he does in your life. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.